All right, we got episode eight, Alex and Koku podcast. Yes, sir. And I'm Koku Asamoah. And today we have two very special guests, uh, two people that I just admire their music minds a lot and just their humor and everything. And so uh, we got one of the guests with us right now is the homie Carter. We're going to have James join in later, but uh, Carter, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, um, I'm Carter. Uh, James and I, James will be joining us in a minute. Um, We had a podcast for like two or three years called Heard Him Say, um, where we talked about music a little bit of pop culture some movies we did interviews alex we had alex on a few times right at least more than once yeah we did uh we did yeah probably one or two one or two episodes Mm -hmm. yeah so we had that and um and now here i am there's nothing really to introduce sadly (laughs) (laughs) well i was like yo i want to i want to get these guys on the podcast because i think that uh for i know specifically for me like i hadn't really seen a podcast done like this before until i saw Mm -hmm. you and james on heard him say and it was just like yo like i love that feeling of like being able to just like vibe with your homie and like have other people feel like they're a part of the conversation and like Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's kind of one of those like I don't know when you see some when you see people having like so much fun together and you're mm-hmm. just like yo I want to be a part of that so <laughs> I feel like that's yeah. what we try to create here and yeah, I feel guys. like I saw that f- from you guys uh first mm-hmm. so paying homage heard oh, him say thank you. <laughs> yeah I, I'm I, I might have to go back and listen to the heard him say podcast because um, Alex talked very highly of you, both of you guys, and very highly of the podcast. So, yeah. if that's a precursor to what Alex Sokoko is now, I gotta, I gotta pay my respect. Oh. I, gotta pay, I gotta pay my dues. I gotta pay my dues. Yeah, it's it's most of it is there. I think I don't know if all of it's on SoundCloud because I like stop paying for it. But I can send you the files if you ever need them. <laughs> there are some things up there. Yeah, that's the that's a real struggle though, having to pay to like keep stuff. Yeah, alive. I was like, I only stopped it like a few months ago. I was like, why am I paying for this? Oh, <laughs> it's been like two years. You're, you're just having that monthly payment go through. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, hold on, <laughs> <laughs> we don't, don't need to do this. Yeah, I was like, I didn't know. So, but yeah, who knows? Maybe one day we'll put them somewhere for them to live. Ooh, we can yeah. figure that out. Definitely got to archive that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get people asking about just the show and, and those things a lot. So I feel like it's probably worth it to do that. Yeah. Well, Carter, I feel like uh, just because I haven't, I haven't talked to you in a minute, I feel like I'm mm-hmm. also just like catching up with you while we're doing yeah, this. Yeah, this is uh, a good catch up. <laughs> yeah. What have, what have you been up to the, the past few months? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> just taking it, taking it hour by hour, <laughs> really. Um, I don't know. I, I'm so, I quit my full time job in October. I was working at a coffee shop for a year, and I decided to do production assistant work full time. So I went to school um, and I studied film, and I've been doing production assistant work kind of off and on since I graduated in 2015. 
And then enough was picking up and I knew that I could do pretty well just doing like freelance full time. So I started doing that in October and it was pretty good. And it was like picking up <laughs> until March when it shit just hit the fan. Right, and right, yeah. <laughs> like everything stopped and I've had a few like, there were like a few media organizations that were gonna cover. I live in Charlotte, I guess for those of you who don't know. So the Republican National Convention was coming, scheduled to come here in, I guess, July or August. So there were like, obviously every media organization was gonna cover it. So right. I was contracted to do that, but I don't think that's happening anymore. So I've just been, I've been using this opportunity to, to read a lot. Uh, follow me on Goodreads. I follow mm-hmm. me on Letterboxd. I've been watching wow. a lot of movies by myself and with my roommates. Um, listen to a lot of podcasts, listen to a lot of music. I write, I try to write more. I don't know. I've just been, it's, it's <laughs> surviving. It's yeah, yeah. It's, it's gonna be kind of boring. So I'm always trying to like switch up and find interesting things to do. I'm cooking now more than ever. So that's actually fun. I wanted to do more cooking. So I get to do that now. And yeah, yeah, every day is, is somehow different. I play a lot of I bought a Switch Lite, like right when things were really starting to lock down. Necessary. So, and I just bought Animal Crossing last week. I held off, but I bought it last week and I've been playing that nonstop. And I'm waiting oh. for Pokemon Sword, the expansion pack to come out. So yeah. I'm like, I'm building a little life here. <laughs> <laughs> Please get that, get that island right so I can come visit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, we're getting, we're getting somewhere. I planted a lot of trees today, so... I haven't been able to find a switch anywhere. I've been playing. Yeah, I got it right. Like, I don't even think it was April. It was March, like maybe like the second weekend we were home. And I was like, I see where things are going now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went ahead and bought it. And it's been a great, a great investment, honestly. Oh, damn, I'm jealous. Dude. I've been playing Animal Crossing in real life, trying to give peanuts to squirrels and straight oh, <laughs> straight yeah, raccoons been, like buying plants and propagating the ones i already have so okay. every day there's a new container of water around my room and <laughs> it's yeah. just i'm really trying to be like on my hippie shit now oh, like, yes. ooh. Ooh. <laughs> i'm just growing my hair out and okay okay <laughs> okay zoe kravitz all right <laughs> quest love I'm sitting here <laughs> drinking cheap alcohol i'm, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> Well, yo, we, uh, the way we start every show is mm-hmm. just by talking about what we've been listening to recently. Oh my God. It doesn't have to be old. It doesn't have to be new. It can just be like whatever, whatever you've been bumping. Yeah. Let me pull up my, so I get into like, <laughs> I fall into like holes of certain like albums or artists it doesn't necessarily always end up being like current. It's just whatever is kind of hitting with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. I've been listening to a lot of Solange lately. Um, Same. A lot of, is it When I Get Home? Is that the album? Yeah. What it's called? The, the second yeah, I don't album. Yeah. yeah, I don't listen to that album a lot. Um, obviously, A Seat at the Table as well. Where I'm trying to navigate apple music on my desktop which i don't do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's not okay. desktop friendly no i usually just cook what i want and leave it alone um i listen to a lot of blood orange Ooh. all the time Def Hines. King, yeah king cruel 
Oof. Um, I've been like really into music that like is, is calming. A lot of, I've been listening yeah. to Sade's Diamond Life album a lot Ooh. the last week. It's like, if I can listen to it, I do a lot of walking as well because I have nothing else to do. Like Got walking yeah. and biking and whatnot. So there's something about like, especially porches as well i'm a huge porches porches, fan, porches is yeah. so dope i love um oh my god ricky music is one of it's probably so be my good. favorite album of the year so um, good what's what's the first track with i'm rooting for you yeah um, oh, patience. So is it patience right pa- uh, probably yeah something about his music it's his voice i found him through dev hines because he was mm. on the last album on that berlin track he was on the really? beginning and the end of it and I remember listening to it and I was like, who is this creepy man singing? I was like, there's something about like his voice. I've never heard anyone that sounds like him. Yeah. It was something very calming. So I went back and listened to his old stuff. And then he ended up releasing this album, mm-hmm. like right as quarantine started. Yeah. So it was like, I was sad. The music is sad. But there's something about, I've been into like repetition and like simplicity. And like, I'm like intrigued by that kind of songwriting and like, even melodies and stuff that gets like caught in your head, it's yeah. like calming to me. And even though like that music and like King Cruel, like it's mm-hmm. it's very dark and like kind of foreboding, but there's something very, uh, and they make you think about what they're saying because you can like pick up on the melodies really quickly. And there's like mm-hmm. a lot of, it feels stripped back at moments. I don't know. I've been into, into music like that. That's been kind of calming me. Yeah. But, um, yeah, what have you guys been listening to? Koki, you want to go? Yeah, um, I've listened to a lot of Bruno Mars. I've been going mm-hmm. back to Twenty Four Karat Magic. That's a good such album. A, such a dope it's project. So good. So such a. I mean, it, it lets me feel good around this time. Definitely gets me. Yeah. Hypes me up. Um, I've listened to a lot of Black Thought. He has this, um, these familiar. two two EPs, Streams of Thought, Volume One and Two. Mm-hmm. Um, that he like. I think the first one I forgot what producer producer it was with, but. Each one's with him and a uh, one producer, like six tracks each, and it's really good. Black Thought's mm-hmm. like one of my favorite, one of the most underrated MCs, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, I think that's probably it. I'm mm-hmm. probably like Mac Ayers. I've been listening to him a little too. He's oh really God, I love that. Alex actually put me on. So good, <laughs> yeah, so good. Like, like a few years ago, and that album is one of my favorites of last year. Mm-hmm. That white boy can sing, man. <laughs> he can oh sing, man. <laughs> <laughs> he lets loose. He lets so loose. Good. There's so much good R and B, and like we're not to talk about it right now, but I. Oh. There well, is, yeah. I would love to get into that. I would love to get into there that. There is because I feel like we haven't oh. had like a a comprehensive R and B discussion on this podcast. No, yet, yeah, and I feel, I feel so like good about. R&B these days. I, know I feel like it's people. necessary. Yeah, I know it's like very, I guess, in vogue to like, to like shit on a lot of the newer artists, but I think it's in good hands. I really like where oh, yeah. it's going. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, have y'all watched, this is the opposite of R&B, but mm-hmm. have y'all watched Rhythm and Flow on Netflix? No, I've heard about it. Yeah, <laughs> I, watched it. I watched it. It was like, Oh my god! Wait, is that the rap competition? It's the rap competition yeah. with, with uh, Cardi B, Ti, Cardi B, Chance. I saw the performance of it. Of, I only watched it because it was Janae Aiko, and she was yeah, yeah, yeah. A song with some other artists, and I was like, "Why is this happening?" <laughs> yeah, it is. The show is is wild. I had seen like the first episode probably like a few months ago, 
and watched yeah. it and was like, this is just, it was so scripted yeah. that it was like hard for me to get through that first episode. Just yeah. cause you're like, they're like perfectly placing in like these big words for TI to say. <laughs> And like, oh <laughs> Cardi, of course, has to have like these like offhanded comments and yeah. like who put together that? <laughs> that trio, <laughs> right, right. And it's chance, like, right? W- yeah, and chance. Oh, it's like God. what white executive was like sitting at their desk in this conference room, being like, you know who we need together? Yeah, these three: <laughs> the king of the trap, <laughs> the gospel rapper, and oh. Cardi B. I love my wife. It's amazing. Oh, so God. I uh so I was like, you know what? I had just finished community and mm. I was like, yo, I think it's I think it's time to come back to rhythm and flow. Like I just need something to like cool. just, <laughs> just some 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 I'ma pause you real quick because yeah. we got the guest sets start to join us. So Ooh. I'm about oh, to throw them, I'm about to throw them in here. Oh what's hey. up? Hey, I'm here. How's it yo, going? I'm late. Welcome to Zoom. Sheesh. Turn your video <laughs> on. Give me a second. I'm walking in the door. Yeah. Like six things in my hand. Sorry I'm late. That's rude of me. Oh, no, no, no we're, problem. We're so happy to have you. What are the odds? Two things booked in one night in quarantine. Busy man. I wish. Were you uh, participating in a, uh, in a uh, Zoom bachelor party? Uh, quite the opposite. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. I'm here. Yo, I'm in our dining room. We out here. This is That's amazing. A, yo, I wish uh, <laughs> we might have to drop the video aspect of this because this, uh... <laughs> this is incredible. James, incredible. welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me. Of course. Flattered How are you? Here. Man, I'm good. I got to settle down for a second. I'm itching to get off another call to jump onto this call. I can assure you, this is the one I wanted to be on. The hey, uh, honored, honored. Well, well, you came at the right time. You did. You know, things getting spicy. Things are getting not. They're heating up. Has Carter said he hates Jesus yet, or did I miss that part? Oh, whoa! We, I've we, never <laughs> said that in my life. So. Oh, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear that. He, he, That's going to be the title of this episode. He, he doesn't. That's not true. <laughs> But at the start of every episode, we like to talk about what you've been listening to, old artists, new artists, just anything. We all just finished up talking about what you've been listening to this week. So what have you been spinning? Hmm. Okay. Uh, man. Maybe bigger than this week, but I have been on a massive Uzi kick lately. Um, both of the blessings we received a few months ago from... Mr. Uzi Vert. Yeah. <laughs> uh, trying to see what else has gotten some play. Oh, the Gunna tape. I am constantly coming back to. Big fan of the Gunna album. And the new Run the Jewels has been most of my week. Ooh. Yes, yes. Yes. Yo, I still, there are a lot on that list that I still need to listen to. So thank you for the reminders. <laughs> Do you have a favorite out of that out of that mix? Is there one that's been like kind of standing out the most? I mean, Eternal Take is has been worth the wait, which was quite the wait. That's a big. Uh, it's gonna sit with me for a while. Yeah. Um, but the Gunna album was really probably the biggest surprise for sure. 
it has meshed very well with what I've been, I don't know, there's something soothing about it, even though it's not that genre of music. So it's been a, a relief of it. Yeah. Love it, man. I love it. Yeah. It's a, uh, I feel like I've definitely been like kind of bouncing. I feel like I've been bouncing between like go from like R and B. I feel like now just with like everything going on in the world, like mm-hmm. my music has been like a lot more kind of like in your face, like been bumping like a lot of uh, like Babushka boy and like Kendrick <laughs> Lamar and just like kind of your, 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 your riot tracks, if you will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I've definitely been like, I feel like at the start of quarantine, I was like heavy sad boy, just like mm-hmm. AC Musgraves and like yeah. <laughs> just sitting in my room alone, trying to, tr- trying to produce some tears. And now I'm <laughs> like, I just need something that's going to like <laughs> continue to build my anger. So mm-hmm. it's a uh, it's been a, it's been an interesting interesting swing, if you will. Yeah, I get that for sure. So I I kind of want to get into this hate Jesus thing. Is that is that a true uh, thing? No, or I've, I've never. Said, I've literally never said that's that. not true. Oh, okay. I didn't. Okay. <laughs> let me let me go back. I, Jesus came out in 2013. I was not at a place. Um, <laughs> where I really understood that. Speak um, on it, yeah. I was, what, I was like a junior, maybe sophomore in college. Rising I junior. was still very much, yeah. I was still very much in like a, a Christian circle and like coming out of years of being in like a very religious set. Like it, it, it didn't resonate with me at the time. It felt odd. <laughs> um, yeah, and I just did not get Kanye at that moment. But I have since come full circle on that album and I appreciate it for what it was and what it meant for his discography and music and I think it's a phenomenal album I only I can't even say I actively dislike the album because I never heard the last one but <laughs> I don't dislike the album <laughs> I, I brought up the I was quick to say that because Carter and I met on the bond of music or became friends not met but became friends through music and we're both kanye fans at that time in pretty different places as kanye fans so yeezus was a conversation that happened several times and we were in different places about it and that was fine i I think that happens to every like duo of kanye fans (laughs) there's always like a a line where someone really likes it and someone doesn't like it at all i was i was on that doesn't like it at all point in 2013 i thought it was yeah completely just insane for him to (laughs) drop something like that well i didn't have the history that i wished i had with it so i came to kanye through Mm. cuddy so i was playing catch up with anything before dark fantasy you know other than the 808s hits and things like that um but like so i didn't have it wasn't sacrilege to me it was musical experimentation right, right, so yeah. it was not as hard right. i did i was fortunate enough to see the yeezus tour also which is a bit uh a bit skewed that's bragging rights <laughs> it is bragging rights. that's bragging rights <laughs> it is but you yeah, know that's bragging rights you don't see that show and then also talk shit about the album <laughs> <laughs> that's fair that's fair the opener for I that think, show uh, any of you guys remember who opened that show 
Barrel Street. I don't know. <laughs> not, not in the Atlanta leg, I saw. <laughs> Gosh, I, I'm trying to think. I don't know. Was it Gaga? It was Kendrick Lamar. Whoa. Performing Good Kid Mad City, which was a year and a half oh, old at that yeah. point. Mm, that's beautiful. Yeah. Gaga and Kanye were supposed to tour around. Glowing, it was, glowing the dark. It was right between graduation and. 808s because i think the taylor yeah. swift thing is what is what scrapped it yeah but they yeah. have promo shoots and everything for it that was oh god that was like i was so jazzed because that was right when gaga was like really yeah like becoming yeah. it i was god i was so excited for that. What, what, what taylor swift thing like messed it up the vma, the uh, VMA okay okay so like that happened in the background. You, you heard of it just, no yeah. what, what, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that but okay. screwed it all up. Damn, yeah. that would have been crazy. I just, I, I go back to that, uh, I keep thinking about that Donald Glover stand-up oh, <laughs> where he's yeah. talking about like what <laughs> what that tour was going to be. <laughs> just like, oh, I've never seen that. Oh my gosh. He's like, there's if, a bear playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, there's a giant baby and the baby's staring at you. <laughs> I'm sure that would have been, it would have just been some weird over-the-top oh. stuff. That was like paparazzi era Gaga. It would have been a mess in the Carter, best way Because I, I, I know you're like a heavy, heavy Gaga stand. I love Gaga. I'm a monster. Like, I, don't, I don't shy away from that. Can you, for, for somebody who may be on the outskirts of yeah. Gaga love, like maybe like, I would say for me, like I appreciate Lady Gaga. I think that mm-hmm. she's incredibly talented, but have yeah. like never had that moment where it was like, ah, oh, this is this is this is my favorite. Like this artist just like changed things for me. Like what? Yeah. What for Gaga you was like that Kanye. cultural reset? The two of them run like a parallel for me, just because of like when they lined up. Like early, I guess that would have been around two thousand. When did Gaga start? Just Dance was. I was like two thousand eight nine. Yeah, yeah. wait on. It's like around that time, if you remember, like Kanye was blogging heavy, so like there was <laughs> that, like Lady Gaga really put Vivo on, so like people were really like starting to like talk about music videos again, and I just remember like in high school, like coming home, like not, like not wanting to hang out at the school or anything. I wanted to come home. I wanted to read Kanye's blog. I wanted to watch Gaga videos. <laughs> and I wanted to like learn about like learn how to pronounce these like fashion houses. Like I was learning about like Alexander <laughs> McQueen and like, like both through Lady Gaga and Kanye, I learned about like Sade, David Bowie, Billy Idol, like Hermes, Balmain. Like, I don't know, the two of them together really like opened me up to like a whole bunch of new things. And I think like obviously having the internet was a huge part of that. It's like you could yeah. trace like influences and stuff like that. So I don't know, there was something very intriguing about because Gaga was really new at the time. I was obviously a huge Kanye fan, but both of them were like running like very influential like parallels for me at the time. So yeah. those are two artists that I like, I'll, I'll, I'll go up to bat for. More, <laughs> Gaga publicly more than Kanye, but I, those, are, those are two huge influences. Yeah. <laughs> Recently, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's actually like, because Coco and I, we've had like, extensive discussions around like Kanye's discography and yeah uh you know and just the I think what amazes me so much is like the amount of artists that I was introduced to 
through just like following Kanye through all the years. And like, James, yeah. you brought up like Cuddy, which is interesting because like Cuddy was your intro to Kanye. Mm-hmm. But like, I know for me, like yeah. Kanye was my intro to Cuddy and Cuddy ended up becoming like this huge, uh, just like this huge source of inspiration for me. Yeah growing up and so it's it's fun to be able to look back and just be like yo Kanye like through Kanye I ended up finding about finding out about like Mr. Hudson Travis Scott yes like, Mr. we saw Mr. Hudson we, for real? we like walked past him let's I'm be clear I'm 90% sure it was oh, Mr. Hudson we didn't see him before. and we were on, oh. on Hollywood Boulevard <laughs> no we we're on Hollywood Boulevard it was like in the morning and we're walking, and I'm like a hundred percent sure that Mr. Hudson just walked past us. <laughs> I was like freaking out. Probably the only person who recognized Mr. Hudson. I sure did. But yo, I this I I went to uh I went to I studied around Europe my yeah. senior year of college. Uh, it was like a a month in like January of my senior year, yeah. and I remember it was like right before we went to London. I was like, yo, the only person that I can like relate with London at this point is Mr. Hudson. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to fire off. Like I fired off like a random DM to him and was like, yo, like I'm going to be in London for a few days. (laughs) We should grab coffee or something. And (laughs) he like didn't respond immediately, but like months later, like ended up responding. I gotta go back and see what he said. But I like, DM oh. celebrities a lot. And it's kind of like a joke, but some of them answer. Like I Zillia Bank. I got into like an argument. Not an argument. It was like a back and forth with Azilia Banks. Yo, you're beefing with Azalea Banks. His response no, rate I, is impressive. I'm gonna be honest. I do. Or Sometimes with if no I have cloud. a DM, I'll DM yeah, I'll DM a celebrity and some of them answer and like respond. But I Azalea Banks was being rude to Tanache, who I'm a fan of. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I confronted her about it. And because she always responds to people, we had a little <laughs> we had a back and forth, but like I think I think she knows that it was all love. That's a hot take, but I've I've already said it. So <laughs> Yo, that's hilarious. I think getting into an argument with Azalea Banks is probably the funniest funniest things I ever heard. I think it's Carter's uh, love language. Day- it's just him being a fan. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, uh, there's a lot to be said about that young woman, but I'm mostly. I got a yeah. question. So, who yeah. would you more publicly support, Zayla Banks or Kanye? Ooh. Oh, God. It depends on what day. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I haven't, I don't know that Zayla Banks has said anything too controversial recently. She just so said like she I'm, had sex with Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. Of course. I'd love if Kanye came out and said the same thing. Yeah, (laughs) right. Kanye just gave $2 million to Black Lives Matter. It wasn't Black Lives Matter. Families of victims. Yeah, so I guess right now it's Kanye. But if you had asked me that a few months ago, I probably wouldn't have been. Understandable. Understandable. You guys want some... They're both uh, horrible people to bat for, but... You guys want a little bit of uh, hot goss? Ooh, hot Please. guys, hot guys. Spill it, spill it. Uh, mm-hmm. So this has not come to fruition yet, but I didn't sign an NDA, so I'm guessing it's fair game. <laughs> uh, and I've been waiting for a platform to spill it. I recently spill them was approached by a then random person on Twitter who asked me if I owned the rights to a clip I posted in 2016 
of a fan at the St. Pablo show. Um, so Carter and I saw the St. Pablo tour in Atlanta. It was a big thing for us. We talked about it every day since then. Um, yeah. Anyway, I posted a video on Twitter of, well, I posted it, I don't know, it was part of my Snapchat story or something, but I also, I guess I tweeted it and it was a fan who had climbed up on someone's shoulders and had touched the state. Like he had done a chin up on the floating platform and like while he's performing, I guess, I think it was power and Kanye turns around and sees him and kind of gestures his arm, like, don't do that, which all of us fans <laughs> wanted to see what would happen, but also agreed this man will shut off a show for anything. I can sure, don't right. see this going well. And anyway, he fell back into the crowd. It was like a nine second clip or something that I posted in 2016. Fast forward to like a month ago, some guy reaches out to me on Twitter, asked if I owned that clip. I said, yes, I do. Um, and then he said, they would like to license it. He works with a group called Catch and Release that licenses clips for a production for a music artist. And I said, what music artist? And he said, Kanye West. And fast forward a week after that, and there's a contract sitting in my downloads folder that is signed by Easy LLC to use that nine second clip in an upcoming music production. So I don't know if it's a music video. I don't know if it's a documentary. I don't know if it's just old St. Pablo footage that they want the rights to. Um, I do know they licensed a bunch of other clips that have most of which have not made the cuts, but there are a few mine included that have. I don't know. I saw a conversation that Team Kanye page posted a few weeks ago of two people saying there was a video that was about to drop. I imagine the political climate has delayed video drops right now. I'm thankful for that. I was telling Carter earlier, it's weird because I need this video to drop to get my check, but I also have no interest in hearing from Mr. West right this moment musically. So anyway, there's something coming and I might have a clip in it. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully it's documentary, not uh <laughs> Right. No, I love a doc. Oh, we need a doc. We need I mean, a doc. It's yeah, we just got Michael Jordan's. I feel like it's only right. I mean, we get a Kanye yeah, West documentary. We never got the Especially damn Pablo, Jesus yeah. footage. That's, I have no reason to believe the Pablo footage is coming. But there was a man in the pit with a camcorder the whole time. Like there are things produced. We don't know. I still go back to the the Watch the Throne documentary and just. I always, I I always laugh so hard at Jay Z <laughs> just being like, "Words are hard." He's like trying to rap like, uh, "What's that song with Mr. Hudson at the end of the album?" Oh shoot, um, I can't think of what it's called. Uh, shoot, whatever that song is, he has like Jay Z's got a few bars on there where he's like, "Why I love you." Yeah, why well, I love yeah. you. And like the flow's pretty fast, but he like keeps stumbling over himself and he's like, Oh gosh, like words are hard. And I <laughs> one of my favorite moments. <laughs> one of my favorites. I don't know, I don't even know where that documentary like exists at this point. I don't know now. how I missed it. Might it was uh Did I make that up? Maybe it may be on Vimeo at this point. That's where yeah. I've I think that's where it was the last time I watched it. But it's like yeah, it's pretty it's pretty crazy though. Like you just get like Beyonce just like randomly like walking oh, around this God. estate and like Kanye uh Kanye's like giving gifts to Jay-Z and Beyonce. Russell Crowe shows up. Like 
Yeah, it's a whole. It's a whole <laughs> what a time! It's a whole production. A more recent artist that Kanye has pointed me to, um, by way of the Yay album that we all forget exists, is uh, <laughs> 070 Shake. Mm. Um, she's an artist. I want to say she's from New Jersey. She's living there now. Whether she's from there or not, um, and sh- her debut album came out. I don't know, something like four months ago, early this year, uh, called Modus Vendetti, something Latin I can't pronounce. And it's, uh, I don't know, one of my most played albums this year, probably. Mike oh, Dean as executive production throughout the whole thing. She's very much a child of Kid Cudi sound with Kanye project ambition, I'd say. Like the whole thing is is a... I don't know, a bit conceptual and, and soundscapey, a lot of that courtesy of Mike Dean, but the the way she uses her voice as an instrument is something that I've not heard either of those people achieve. Big fan, wow. big fan. I didn't even know that dropped, so I'm happy you said something. So she's yeah. the person who sings the big hook, the big moment, still the kids yeah, we used yeah, to be. Yeah. A lot mm-hmm. of folks might not have made that connection. Uh, I'm trying to think what else she might, even, she's on two of those, she's on the next one too. Uh, I remember there was that video from Gosh, it was from one of like the listening parties. And like, oh yeah, she's in it at the Wyoming stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She the lead, I guess the lead single, the big single from that is "Guilty Conscience," which is a like a very '80s pop sounding track. So much so that even Carter likes it. Ooh, there we go. It's a fun video too. Can we talk <laughs> anyway. about another Kanye prodigy that doesn't get his shine? Um, designer. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I feel like he has such a hot year 2016 Kanye's a bad Kanye's a bad label manager (laughs) Tiana Taylor has been stuck in jail Tiana Taylor is one of the most talented R&B artists sings and dances her face off Mm -hmm. and is just stuck with a horrible label situation yeah you would think Kanye. she was signed to OVO. She, she, she just was. gets she just gets stuck with a never would have made it sample. And I'm <laughs> what supposed the hell to. Is, I think she is dropping her album, I think, this month. And I hope that Kanye has nothing to do with it. I hope that she gets the money she needs from the label to continue making videos. Like I I really want it for Tiana. She's been working for so long. True. I mean, True. the list is way bigger than that. Big Sean never got Oh, Big Sean is an established artist, though. Nobody's to be fair. Good music did not put on for him like they should have. He was a sure, but Big Sean has his Dark Sky Paradise, great album. Do people even connect Big Sean with good music outside of no shitty verses on Cruel Summer? Good for him. He's escaped. (laughs) I don't. I don't. Big Sean's a little corny to me when it comes to his raps. Very corny, but the I I think he has his own. Thank you. And he's good on feature. I like him with other artists. I don't True. like Big Sean yeah. solo. True. <laughs> That's real. Can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yo, before we, uh, as we were talking about what we wanted to talk about today, mm-hmm. we had discussed, Carter, you had brought up a point about 2013 music. Yes. And I would love for you to just share what's been on your mind in regards to music that drops in 2013? Because I think that this is going to be a beautiful discussion. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure it out. 
and understand what happened. But I truly believe that like <laughs> that was the cultural reset in so many ways. I talked about like Gaga and Kanye running parallels for me. And then I realized once Chromatica dropped, I was like, Pop and Yeezus dropped the same year. And those were their, each of those artists' most polarizing albums. Yeah. Like no matter how you feel about it, they both decided at like arguably the peaks of their careers to take like a hard left. And then I just started thinking about like where their, their careers went individually. And then I thought about like, because the internet, self-titled, Magna Carta, yeah. Ariana Grande's debut album came out in 2013. And then we were saying like Haim and that uh John Mayer Paradise Valley, which was also yeah, like very different album. from other stuff that he had put out. About 2013. James but Blake really too. Felt, Overground, yeah, yeah. It really felt like a moment for yeah for our artists. And I think I'm trying to like figure out what influenced that. I'm obviously like I think it probably was streaming, but I'm trying to figure out like what, in what sense, you know what I mean? Like yeah. how streaming affected the types of projects that artists were putting out. Yeah. Cause like even like with people like Beyonce and Kanye and Gaga, like they weren't, they made like deliberate decisions to like stop chasing like number one hits. Like those aren't, those were obviously a very established artists at the time, but those like 2013 was like neither or any of, uh, either of those artists are not like chasing number one spots and they haven't really charted like that since but like they've had these critically acclaimed albums in the years following so i don't know i, I want to say streaming had a lot to do with it i'm not quite sure how but that's my that's my theory yeah yeah it's it's interesting because like i even feel like even just at a at like a musical I mean, all of those projects, I feel like in some sense, were just like, they were a departure from like Mm -hmm. what we kind of commonly knew those artists as. Like, like, because the internet has like a very different feel to it than Camp did. And like, you know, you go down, like self-titled has a very different feel to it than, uh, was it four before that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so like, I mean, it's I I forgot too that like acid rap dropped in 2013, mm-hmm. like they're just some like some musical moments that you got I don't know like just shifted. Like I was saying uh, at the at the end of uh, 2019, I went through and like I had challenged myself to say like, all right, I'm gonna rank like my top. 150 albums from the decade and like it was based off of like pitchforks like top 200 albums that they do and i was like ain't no way i'm making it to 200 but i'll stop at 150 (laughs) uh and i mean my my top 10 like three of those albums were from 2013 and like there was no other year that had that many album like that had multiple albums represented like 2013 Mm -hmm. had three uh out of that top 10 so it's i mean like yeah once you said it like it kind of hit me and i was like whoa that's that's crazy like i did not i i wouldn't have expected to be like 2013 was this crazy musical year and like i'm i was thinking last night too like if there was a year that we've had since that has like come close to that output 
Wasn't 26 or what? 20 summer. Wasn't, 2016 was big. Was that Pablo? Wait, I think that was, was, yeah. Was that the same year? Yeah, it was. And, Pablo, and Lemonade, Blonde. A Seat at the Table. Mm-hmm. Mm. 2016 yeah, 20, was pretty massive. 2016 was, was something. Yeah, Which is, what, three years after? Yeah, yeah. it seems like that's Time for a lot of the repeat offenders. 2019. Yeah. I, and to go back to the 2013, I think it was like a combination of a lot of new artists that had something to prove. Because that's when Earl yeah. dropped his debut project. Um, yep. J. Cole's dropping his sophomore project. And wow. off, the, off the slump of his kind of freshman debut, Wale was dropping his sophomore project as well. Um, Mac Miller's sophomore project. Mac Miller. There was like a lot of artists who were like just getting their foot in the gate. ASAP Rocky too. They yeah. They 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 were just trying to sh- prove their worth because they knew Gaga was dropping. They knew Kanye was dropping. So they had to like compete with that. So I think it was a good mixture of established acts showing what they could do and mm-hmm. these new artists trying to battle with them it was a really cool yeah. moment to be in. And also uh, going back to just like the more established artists who were like changing their sound up like justin timberlake dropped that 2020 experience in 2013 Uh, he dropped both of them we just don't talk about the second (laughs) (laughs) no one cares about that (laughs) i saw them both on the list i know y'all did too (laughs) we know about it Yeah, I think Mac Miller definitely deserves to chime into the conversation on huge sound departures from freshman to sophomore projects. I don't, I don't blame any of you if you weren't Blue Slide Park fans. But that was him <laughs> literally stepping out of frat rap and into right, right experimental hip hop. There's like fly low beats on that. It's like I don't even enjoy yeah. watching movies that much, honestly. Watching movies with the sound off, the name of the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was obviously a huge stepping stone to the latter part of his career. Yeah. That that was an unexpected turn. And it yeah. dropped the Banger. same day. So Mac Miller, Yeezus, and J. Cole yeah, yeah, dropped yeah. on the exact same day. I think it was June 18th or something. Yeah. That was that was something. My Even the hip-hop charts. also came out in 2013. I know we might feel a way about it, but I think I didn't love the album, but I think that was a huge moment. For, for pop culture. What album did you say? Bangers, the Miley Cyrus album. Ah, yeah. Nice. And the same year that Blurred yeah. Lines came out. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and also, it's a good album. It, it's, it's not a bad album. <laughs> also, Drake, Nothing uh, Was the Same, was 2013. Oh, yeah, album, that one. Yeah, that's my, I feel like that's his best album as well. That was, that's Drake's best album. <laughs> Anyone who says anything else is a liar. Hi. It, it took me, it took me years to agree, <laughs> but I'm, Drake, I'm really didn't there. Drake say, Drake said in a recent interview that's his favorite album, right? I mean, it's the only one I've seen framed in his tacky house. <laughs> I think he's, I'm pretty sure when he did one of those, like, he did that interview around Christmas, right? With um, Rap Radar. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he said nothing was the same. I'm definitely a high school nostalgia boy, so Take Care is... Wow, uh, Take Care is a surprisingly bad take. It's a good album. Go I remember <laughs> listening to that when it first came out. That was a good album. Let me see you listen to Fireworks and tell me it's better than... No, I was just... Fireworks is a good show. <laughs> Wait, are we talking about the same album? No, uh, Fireworks, thank me, la- thank me Later. Oh, thank, true. That's oh, a, okay. I get those two mixed up so much. Yeah. I'm going to be honest yeah. with you. Those are the same thank tape me later. Me. Okay, well... 
Oh, Thank you later had a lot Alicia Slander. Had a lot of uh nope. big, big guest features on it. Yeah, was Girl on Fire 2013? Don't do that. Yo, I'm sorry. It might have been. It might have been. No, 2012. I'll always go up to bat for um <laughs> Alicia Keys. I won't listen to her music anymore, but <laughs> I will always go up to bat for Alicia Keys. She's given a lot to music. <laughs> she has given us Fire, a lot through the years. She's Girl on a Fire lot. was a good album. The Song is wretched, but that album is good, man. <laughs> That's her last good body of work. I'll say it. I wish I didn't know every one of Carter's musical opinions. <laughs> I don't have, I do have. Many. I've not yet been surprised. <laughs> I've not yet been surprised. Uh, These are, this is a very premeditated, and of 2013 was a, a bold text to shoot like hey let's talk about one random year of music we have absolutely <laughs> had this conversation before oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i mean it's uh i'm thinking too even just like i was trying to think of like what was happening in yeah the world at that point like i mean the odd number post post obama right Maybe. uh or no, no. We're, no we're like right in the middle right of the second, start of the second term yeah, yeah right second term like peak spoiled to obama <laughs> yeah right right we're, we're still at good kid mad city we're not to pimp a butterfly yet you know yeah, we, That's haven't, any we haven't made the made the leap check and i think good kid mad city does deserve a small nod in a 2013 conversation yeah. it came out fall 2012 but that was i mean that generation of rap which i think is something too here especially in hip-hop that's a lot of what I listen to certainly, but like the um, talked about that whole generation, J. Cole, um, Kendrick, Mac Miller, I would say, Chance the Rapper. Those that was like one era, one freshman class of rap, and this was their sophomore release time. Mm-hmm. So Kendrick did it six months ahead of the others, but it was all of those guys beyond an, in an, like a first impression trying to settle into what their lane is and what their sound is, and right, right, shifting that. So that was a big thing happening at the same time, I think. Also, there's not much else. Like 2012 is an election year, is the Olympics, is like, there's all these structural things. And then the year after those things, there's so much room to breathe for like yeah. drops and space. And right, except for right. June 18th, for some reason, everybody feels like they can have their own moment. Yeah, I feel, I mean, like talking about 2016, it's like, obviously that was such a like, just just globally was there was so much going on and you know mm-hmm. obviously like the main thing we would point to is like donald trump's election but like the music definitely reflected just like the loudness and like in your face like anger and rage yeah. of that time and i'm like looking at 2013 i'm like james i think you put it great just like yeah it is kind of this like weird like time to breathe and just like figure out like all right what is it that i want to be able to offer yeah it's not a response to anything which right. i think is what lends space to so much growth or so much different direction or experimentation it's like i'm not it's not an ebb and a flow or this and a that it's like okay well this is what i've been sitting right. on for two years and this is how i choose to push it out in that moment like drake i absolutely i miss, I miss drake <laughs> he's <laughs> He's that sophomore. I was, I was about to say it. Some... <laughs> he doesn't, he's exempt. Drake exists very much outside of all of he that. Does. Yeah, it's, it's very true. 
doesn't matter what's going on. There will no, be. he stays the exact same. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of relieving. I'm not going to lie. I don't fault Drake for that. I think no. it's endearing. I don't, like, Drake, the only capsule, if you want to call it that, is, like, whose flows, like, what region of the United States is from. Right. World. He's the world. Out. The <laughs> so, where he's from. Like, I, Drake is not speaking about politics. I don't need him to. Right. There's a safety net knowing I could play a Drake tape and it not... <laughs> Oh, dude. <laughs> Hit me with something I wasn't ready for. Maybe a dance I haven't yet learned. Yes. True. 2C, 2C slide into, into the next oh. one. Oh, <laughs> we talked about Carter and I are, were initially very upset at the missed opportunities with that song out and about, you know, the Ooh. club smash it would have been. Oh, my God. But I mean, it has it has served its purpose quite well. Even but it's, it's definitely, yeah, like it's like a like dance in your socks in the kitchen kind of yeah, song. And it's a celebration that yeah. happens very well independently so whether he meant it or not it it, it landed well yeah I'm glad I'm glad it didn't... i don't have to watch people do that yeah i'm glad it didn't turn into like a cupid shuffle moment yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah i was uh, just don't speak it the other day and i was remembering how people were jumping out of cars and recording videos <laughs> to that damn song. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. People forget. I, oh, my God. That was the worst, like, period ever. Yo, yes. Oh, that was, was so cringy. There was that one video where, like, the girl, like, ran into, like, the car door. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> Tacked him on to the end of that music video. Have y'all gone back and watched that video lately? Oh, shit. It's, like, it. it's like two, three minutes longer than it originally was, and there's, like, a montage of other All celebrities doing um, those videos and things like yeah, that. Yeah, Sierra and Russell Wilson did one, of course. Will uh, Smith. Oh, yeah. what a dark period. <laughs> Gosh. Gosh. Yeah, that was yeah. a dark. That was because every time you scrolled on social media, you just hear the first 10 seconds of that song just playing <laughs> over and over and over and again. It's, like, it's a good song. Like, I genuinely like that song. Yeah. But, like, I hear it and, like, I see the dance and I see the people. <laughs> It's like war flashbacks. Yeah. (laughs) That's what it feels like. (laughs) With, uh, obviously, we're still very much in the thick of 2020. Mm -hmm. Uh, But looking at kind of what's what's dropped, what's on the horizon, what do you all feel like this year? If there's like, do you all see like some kind of theme or like through line just with some of the work that has like dropped so far? I'm a little oh. nervous right out the gate for the the clapback. Like I've heard I've heard one coronavirus bar. Uh, it's in a future Ooh. song on <laughs> somewhere or whatever that album's called. <laughs> future twelve. And, uh, <laughs> there's a coronavirus line eight. there. And I'm sure, you know, hip hop's going to have plenty to say about Slack Lives Matter and all the things, (laughs) all the new names to drop and all the things that tragically is is important subject matter. But I hope there's a way, I I don't know, I hope we're still ambitious with sound. I I hope we're still pushing things. I don't want to hear 2016 again, selfishly. Right. Um, I I know the content is going to be unfortunately similar and it should be. And it's super important that that comes back into all these musical moments but i know people have been sitting at home in quarantine cooking up something for months too so i think it's gonna be a really weird melting pot four or five months from now 
on yeah. what might have changed or what mm. got shifted in sound. I mean, Kanye is an artist we know shifts, you know, manically and, and spur the moment. But it's hard to imagine any artist who's pouring their emotions into these tapes. Um, right. Even someone like Frank Ocean, who we thought might have been close to releasing a fictional project. Did we just reset four more years? <laughs> like, because he Oof. likes to control the space in which his albums release. I, I, I'm more nervous than I am excited, unfortunately. Yeah. I think in what music might respond, which is probably just a selfish take, but like, I don't know. I don't know what this sounds like months from now. And I know there's a pause right now. If you release something that's not going to read the room right now, you can't drop that. Right. Right. Time for a celebratory album. Yeah. Cause, cause I know a lot of artists were already pushing their albums back due to COVID-19 stuff and makes you think, well, they, change that initial project to fit the times we're living in or will they release the project as is and risk being alienated by fans and listeners yeah and i i struggle to think that artists might feel pigeonholed into their role like Mm. is is your role as an artist advocacy or representation or are you a, a release for people and escapism you know it's tough to think that now someone everyone has to approach the line of duty as a creative in the music space and say, okay, well, this is where I'm best served. And this is that that's, that's so limiting for someone who might've been trying to do something different or build in a different way. I wanted the an example, I think when quarantine first started, one of the first artists I saw respond, at least that I follow and really enjoyed, um, James Blake did a few live streams playing requests and hits that he has, and he did them all live. And I've listened to the crappy reddit rips of those streams like a dozen times each it was like a really nice release from being stuck inside all day and it was curated for that moment of like okay well this is something easy listening yeah and and in the last two weeks james blake has been pure allyship online and magnifying voices and causes and all those things that he sees but like even that one moment that he he found a role in corona where he was connecting with his fans and now that was ripped out from under him and his role has changed immediately into a support role and an ally role it's like i don't know music is no one's steering the ship right now right right it's just weird yeah i thought that uh fiona apple's album like at the time that that drops fetch the bolt cutters like Mm -hmm. the sounds on that album because I mean like she recorded it at her house and it is very like just kind of uh obviously well done but also has like a makeshift feel to it is Mm -hmm. it was just reflective of like where we were all at at that time of just like restless like sitting at home trying to figure out like what the hell to do and she's like yo let me (laughs) let me drop this, drop this fire on you. And so I think like the, uh, it was interesting to see, obviously like, you know, COVID-19, one of those things out of our control and, you know, artists are doing with that what they will. Now we're in the midst of like two, you know, seemingly uncontrollable forces, you know, in terms of pandemic also like, race racism social injustice and like Mm -hmm. it is interesting to think 
like, you know, probably someone like future kind of hit like right in the middle of like, right before, you know, both of these, uh, you know, sort of like at the, at the end of like people being kind of like super consumed with COVID and moving into like, yeah. all right, we're bored with this. We need something. We need something else into like now where we are with Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd. And so it's, mm. uh, it's interesting. I, I'm, I'm curious. and like, I think James like nervous is a good word for it just to see like what artists do, uh, with this moment because like i think we've also seen instances with a lot of artists recently on like twitter and whatnot who have like not used this moment well or use their voice well like mm -hmm. lil wayne is probably the one that like comes to mind most for me but you know obviously there are like other artists who have you know sort of fumbled uh fumbled the moment that we're currently in well, what did wayne do if i can ask <laughs> Uh, what did he say? Uh, something ridiculous. He said something about like a cop, sa a white cop saved his life, and like black on black. Oh. I don't. Some oh. something very typical. I did he oh mention God. if it was a female officer? It's <laughs> 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 so, like I wish. Like a huge thing that I hate about the internet, especially Twitter, is that like, and I guess that this is like a different conversation because people feel whatever i feel like it's like tricked people into thinking that they have like a like a window of time to like say something because like it's only going to be trending for this long and like oh i have to say something yeah and like something with like a situation like this like it would have been so easy i know Lil Wayne has a podcast or whatever so maybe he said on the podcast i don't know apple but music like, show i think sure it would have been so easy for like even like Kanye did like as much shit as we give Kanye like just give money and shut up like everyone doesn't need to release a statement we don't need everyone on social media every few months outside of like quarantine it was somebody getting into a fight with someone because they said something someone's like cursing out Gail King Ari Lennox gets dragged into it it's like everyone like everyone doesn't need to chime in which is like a right. huge issue that I have with it and especially like the last week I've been like really just off, <laughs> especially Twitter. I, I enjoy Instagram for the most part, but like, it's just been so noisy and everyone's just like rushing to say something. And it's usually never the right thing. And it's like, just like put up or shut up. I don't think we need necessarily more voices, like amplify the good ones. And <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No one asked Lil Wayne to say anything. No <laughs> one's sitting around or like, why are we waiting for, for no wait. Come on. I mean, the, <laughs> what you, where's I mean, Little the, Wayne's uh, response? <laughs> you know, we know, man. I feel like the oh, Virgil, the Virgil situation oh, is like God, very, <laughs> very <laughs> indicative. Of Fifty dollars. Like, I'm like, yo, nobody <laughs> needs to know that you donated Fifty dollars. And then you got to make a like an iOS press release about what really happened. It's like you could have just sent the money and shut up. Like nobody needs statements from everyone. Like God. his apology in that stupid ass script font. I was so mad. Oh my God. <laughs> I didn't make it. Sorry. <laughs> I seem sorry. Wasn't a quote. But you gotta feel like it was. What do you think was going through his head when he when he took nothing. the screenshot? <laughs> I think everyone's just nothing. rushing and being like, oh my "This will get him. This will get him." They're gonna come for me if I don't say anything, so I have to do that. Oh he, like, saw, he, he saw a pick of Kanye at the protest and said, "Well, damn, oh. me too." He's like, "Yo, let me let me throw this fifty." Yeah, <laughs> 
dude i mean like as much uh as much shit as we can give drake his <laughs> his response in that situation where i i forget how it went say? down well somebody essentially was just like uh like hey can you like can you donate to this specific cause mm-hmm. and dude like donated like a hundred thousand dollars or whatever which like yeah. in drake money is like obviously sure. not a lot but also yeah. when you compare it to virgil's 50 is like <laughs> yeah yeah all right <laughs> we're cool oh, with god. This. oh my god just- but it's like it's like we don't need like obviously we know at this point like we don't need drake to be like a political voice or whatever like no do you don't need you- most of these celebrities right like bullying these i don't want to say bullying but like pressuring these people into saying something and they always say the wrong thing dog like nobody's sitting around thinking what does dmx have to say about this no (laughs) crazy stuff just let this let these people like live their lives who cares man right as long as you open up your purse as they're saying like i don't care Uh, i don't care i'm personally waiting for ja rule to speak up yeah, like, I, somebody, say, like, somebody on Twitter right now is in his, like, in his mentions. Like, it's, <laughs> it's Carter in Azalea Banks' mentions. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> open your purse. I am Azalea Banks. You've never seen us in the same room. <laughs> like, come on, man. Y'all need to leave these celebrities alone. Let them, like, pressure them to give money, sure. But, like, I don't, I don't know. Everyone needs to stop rushing to say the wrong thing. Yo, we we need Doja Cat's reparations. Jesus Christ. The way that is what got me. So that is what like chased me off Twitter. It's crazy how all this works. Because like the Doja Cat conversation, like that really like exhausted the hell out of me. And I was already like pulling back when everything else blew up. And it's like, come oh, on, man. It was a that was Jeez. a week. That was a week of mess, and it has literally just gotten worse and worse. <laughs> like, how do we? Oh my god, I'm so tired. Oh, oh my god. Oh. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't well, know either. <laughs> y'all, for real. Thank you. Thank you for for coming on today. It's thank been you. Fun. Yeah, it's been fun. It's yeah, just, this was really fun. I like this conversation a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was, uh, James, you weren't on, so I want to say it now too. But uh, I feel like what you and Carter did with, heard him say, just like creating a space just to be like, yo, we're two, we're two friends who like music and want to talk about it. And uh, just letting like your friends listen in and like, wish that they could be a part of those conversations was uh like for me just as somebody who like you know like uh carter and i've hung out a few times but like james we haven't met in person yet and right. it was just like cool to just be like oh yo like this is it's it's dope like i i wish that i was having these kinds of conversations with my friends right now and so i think when like koku and i uh jumped into this and we're just like similarly we're just like yo we're always having like we're always talking about music or whenever we're together we're like Mm -hmm. going off on like some album that just came out or whatever it was like yo this we can do this here and create a space where like people want to just like be a part of those conversations so uh thank you for like 
you know, probably you didn't realize it at the time, like leading the way in a sense, but I'm thankful for you guys like creating and just like, yeah, making, making dope shit that others could be uh, inspired by. Cause we're I'm trying sure. to, we're trying to do that now. I'm sure Carter said earlier, but that's way too much credit. We just got on the internet <laughs> and talked some shit for a while, but it, uh, yeah, no, it's, it, it's important to find other people ready to talk about minutia and bullshit in the same right. energy level i guess yeah for <laughs> sure for sure well yeah thanks for thanks for coming on uh i don't know if there's anything that like y'all want people to check out or anything like that but their uh, backyard <laughs> <laughs> uh, i want you to check out therapy how about uh, <laughs> you <about> water <laughs> Don't go look up our podcast. Go outside. No. <laughs> go outside. I'm, I hope people listen to this and realize why the podcast is never coming back. <laughs> I, hope this is, I hope this is the answer for you guys. Jesus Christ. I just want to like play Pokemon Go and like look at the wall, man. Oh, <laughs> damn, that's real. Oh. That's real, though. I have um, nothing else to say publicly. I've said everything. <laughs> I've, I've said all I can say. Well, for y'all to y'all are both content creators. <laughs> y'all are content creators in the same tough time as all the artists we just talked about. So I hope y'all don't feel pressured to to have an opinion or a or a public yeah. statement on anything oh. you don't want to. Do what you want to do and don't spend any more effort on it than that, you know? Um, yeah, we uh yeah, bro. We're <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> I feel like each each episode that each episode that passes, we're just like well, it just keeps getting messier and messier. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. It just keeps going, let me tell you. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Thanks. thanks for coming on today. Uh, Thank you guys for having us. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. It's been a real treat. Thank you guys yeah, so we'll, much. We'll, we'll definitely, if y'all are up for it, you know, do it again. Maybe yeah, when, I'll be here. When Rihanna drops. <laughs> I'll be here for indefinitely. So. Yeah, we're around. When we're on our deathbeds. <laughs> yeah, I'll be here for a while. Where, where, where can they find you two guys at? What do you, what do you want to plug? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm super inactive on Instagram and my Twitter is trash, but my, my handle's older than Hunter. I don't know if that, there's a plug. That's all, all I right. got. All right. Follow me on Letterboxd. Uh, <laughs> I think you can find me under my name. So that's if you like movies and logging about movies. You can also find me on Goodreads. If you are, are one of those children, you can find me on Goodreads. Um, if you're Apple Music, I make mm-hmm. dumb playlists all the time for myself, but they're public for the most part. They're fine. So you can find me on Apple Music. Um, yeah. I don't know my Nintendo Switch information, so I can't. <laughs> <laughs> we'll drop drop the Switch code in the yeah. description. Yeah, the description. no one knows Animal Crossing Oh, please, please. Well, yo, this has been another episode of uh, the Alex and Koku yes, podcast, sir. episode eight. Somehow we have uh, we have made it this far. Thanks for continuing <laughs> to continuing to ride with us, and uh, we'll see you again next week. See you guys next time.